Welcome to One Interview, One World. This is Lainey Kay, and this is a show about interviewing people from all walks of life because everyone has a story to share and we can all learn from each other. I hope you enjoy listening. We're all so much more alike than we are different. And um, you, you know, I would be willing to bet that everyone in Orange County knows someone who's LGBTQ or someone who has an LGBTQ child. Um, or family member. Yeah, or family member. So it's just really one degree separation. And I think if we all just, you know, kind of take a deep breath and, and realize we have so much more about us than than our sexual identity or our... our um, our gender identity. There's so many more other facets about a person um, that are interesting and valuable and contributory. And I think if we could just look at those things instead of looking at what might make us different, I think um, it would be so much better for our entire community. Today I'm with Peg Corley, who is the executive director of the LGBT Center in Orange County, California. And so we are going to learn what the LGBT Center offers to the community, what you guys do here. So that's the goal today. And also hopefully to enlighten people and teach them about the LGBTQ community. So Peg, could you tell me some information about you and how you became involved with this organization? Sure. Um, I became involved with the LGBT Center Orange County back in 1999. Uh, I became a board member, um, really because I was fairly new to Southern California from Southern Oregon, and I wanted to get more involved in our local LGBTQ community. Joined the board, uh, ended up staying on the board for 12 years. It was a a rather long um, uh, term for me, and really was very engaged, became very active in all of the different programming that happens at the center and for the community. And so much so that um, years later, uh, when the center was looking for a, uh, a change in leadership, I actually applied for the job as executive director and made that transition from financial services into working for a nonprofit because the work we do here has always been, I've always been so connected to the work we do. So that's how I got involved. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. So what does your organization, the LGBT organization, um, do? And also, are you affiliated with other LGBT organizations? Like, is it a nationwide one, or are you an independent nonprofit? Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. A lot, of, a lot of folks ask that question. We are, each center throughout the country, we are all our own independent 501c3 organization. Um, where we all have different startup dates, we're all founded at different times in history. We, this particular center was founded in 1971. It's the fourth oldest LGBT center in the country. We are, however, partners with all of the other centers across the country, and we're linked um, a few different ways, but specifically, I think, primarily through um, CenterLink, which is a national association of LGBT centers, and CenterLink uh, is kind of the hub for information flow, for trainings, uh, for current events, for uh, legislative information that's happening in the different states. So we all have information share. We'll do webinars. We have an annual summit for leadership uh, to attend so that we're all kind of on the same page and working together. And then we collaborate through um, through different for different grants and through different funders. 
it's very common for different centers regionally to collaborate with one another. Like for example, right now we collaborate with the center in Long Beach and we share funding for an online uh, safe chat space for youth. So we're separate, but we definitely collaborate. Mm -hmm. And then what we do at the center, uh, at this particular center, and it's very similar across the country, we'll have very uh, parallel programming. Um, But this particular center, um, we advocate for um, really the health and wellness of all LGBTQ people in Orange County. And how that looks has evolved since 1971, but there are certainly, the similarities are still that we are advocating for LGBTQ people, and that hasn't changed. Um, the, would you like me to get into the programming Please. a little? Okay. Yeah. So the different programs that we offer, um, we have a very uh, robust youth program where roughly between 2,500 and 3,000 youth come to this center every year for peer support, mentoring, um, uh, let's see, uh, they, they can get tutoring here, um, they talk about current events, they, they, they do things like we have a queer prom, so where kids may not feel comfortable going to their high school proms and being with the person they want to be with, they have, they have in, on their own decided to uh, fundraise and put on their own prom for LGBTQ students, which is, uh, it's been going on for years and it's getting bigger and more popular every year, so that's great. Um, but in addition to the youth coming to the Center for Programming, we're actually in, our, our staff are in 46 different schools throughout Orange County, middle schools and high schools, primarily high schools, mm-hmm. um, some college campuses too. So we provide support for LGBTQ students, and, and we usually work very closely with an administrative staff or a faculty member um, on providing support to uh, um, Gay Straight Alliances, GSAs on campus. And we can help the youth um, advocate for themselves. We help the youth learn how to advocate for LGBTQ-inclusive curriculum in the schools because we've learned um, rather the hard way that um, LGBTQ youth, our students in schools, don't necessarily feel safe on campus unless they see themselves reflected in campus life and also in the curriculum. So we help make sure their schools are safe spaces for them. Uh, So that's the youth program in a nutshell. Wow, Um, that's fantastic. Just so when you're talking about curriculum, um, Mm. is that even in the curriculum? Um, There, it should be. Mm -hmm. So uh, California Healthy Youth Act. In a health class, maybe. Correct, in history. History, okay. Okay. So, but um, in in health, uh, there is a California Healthy Youth Act, which has already been passed through California legislation. Um, by now, uh, and that was, it's been passed a bit of time ago, so now, by now we should have inclusive curriculum in, in um, sexual health education. Um, some of the schools are a little slow to roll it out because they're trying to get the right textbooks, they're trying to get the right materials, so we're really providing support uh, for those schools to help expedite the rollout of that. Um, yeah, we just basically want youth to be safe and, yeah. and uh, healthy. Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's just the one one program. Yeah. I have a whole lot more. Okay, Please. okay. So we have a, a, a thriving mental health program. I have um, for many many years. This is one of our very first programs as well. But we offer mental health counseling on a sliding scale, so no one's ever turned away for inability to pay. Um, 
and we do it that of course in an affirming way so anyone who's LGBTQ or a family member of an LGBTQ person can come here and they're going to get affirming care Um, we offer transgender services and support so um, quite frequently a young let's just say a young a a young person is coming out as as transgender and they're they tell their parents that this is how they're feeling that authentically they they may not feel they're identifying with um, the the sex they've been assigned at birth talk to their parents about it where are those parents going to go for support and where are they going to be able to ask the questions of is hormone replacement therapy the right thing for my child how do I find a therapist who can help my family all get on the same page with this, mm-hmm. so the center is that place. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer a monthly transgender orientation where we'll actually provide a panel of specialists for this, therapists, physicians, attorneys, um, to be, so the parents can ask all kinds of questions. And it's really from A to Z, um, the transitioning process, and then they can, uh, they can go through it at their own pace and at their own time. Um, we also help our trans uh, community find affirming medical care and health care. That's not easy to find, especially if you're stuck with a particular insurance company and you're limited to your, in your options. Mm-hmm. So we help people find mm-hmm. good, good health care. That's very helpful. Yeah. yeah. And then we have um, HIV testing, STI testing, and uh, prevention services. So we help people be safe and uh, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We also offer, um, gosh, there's so many. Th- oh, immigration. Yep. So we have immigration support services, and sometimes people are confused as to why why the LGBT Center is in immigration work, and here's how that came up for us in our um, in helping trans, our transgender community through a legal process of changing their gender and their legal name. Um, we found that a lot of folks weren't necessarily documented, and you can't put the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse right Mm -hmm. so you have to do first Mm -hmm. things first so we found ourselves helping people um, become um, legally documented in this country and then that has evolved into advocating for ICE detainees who are asylum seekers from other countries people flee their home countries because they're being persecuted for being LGBT yeah and they find themselves here and no one is advocating for them except for the centers wow that's tough yeah, it's tough. Yeah, that's really crazy. I was amazed when I looked on, on your website how many organizations that you work with and how you're affiliated with a lot of, you know, well-known corporations, too. So That's yeah. true. So yeah. the center is very good at partnership, and we've, mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've had to be because that helps us leverage resources for our community. But we partner with many corporations like Western Digital, um, Salesforce, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo, where uh, Johnson & Johnson, where um, uh, different uh, corporations want to give back and help support a community. Mm-hmm. And then they come to us and say, how can we help? And we find ways for them to help. And then in addition to that way of being involved with corporations, we also offer cultural competency trainings for companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so their HR departments might reach out to us and say, you know what, we, have, we haven't had an LGBT 101 training, we haven't had a transgender 101 training, and we need some help making mm-hmm. sure we're affirming for yeah, our, for our that's staff. fantastic. So we do that. Yeah. And being the only organization mainly doing this in Orange County, you guys have a lot going on. We are very busy. Yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. Can you explain to the audience what LGBTQ stands for? Certainly. Um, so LGBT, so we, uh, 
LGBTQ, and the reason I'm stuttering is because we are, we, we are known for adding letters right. to the acronym. Yeah. So um, I'll just go through from the beginning. So L stands for lesbian. Um, so that is, um, you know, women who are um, attracted to other women. And the G are, is for gay, so that, are, that is for our, um, our fellows who are uh, men attracted to men. Uh, the B stands for bisexual, so that's for um, our folks who uh, may be attracted to either sex and um, don't necessarily want to be placed in a box, really, but they're um, uh, open to either. And the T is for our transgender folks um, who are really don't identify with the sex they've been assigned at birth, and they feel that in order to live authentically, they um, need, to, need to make a change um, in their sexual identity, um, in their gender identity. The Q it has changed. So it first started out with questioning. Okay, so some folks think that um, and, and believe and still believe that the Q stands for questioning in that these are folks who really don't want to be placed in a box and they're just questioning um, their orientation and, and what they're attracted to and they are um, identifying with the Q. Uh, there are also, and this is primarily our younger, our younger uh, community, but they're um, identifying with queer. And so queer might just mean uh, not straight. So it could be any of the above. Uh, and that's kind of like questioning in my mind. But the youth have reclaimed this word, which is queer. And folks my age, uh, in their 40s and 50s, queer was not a good word for us. And it was derogatory. But our youth today have reclaimed that in a powerful, positive way. Mm-hmm. So that's, we're, we're glad so to see that. So kind of sounds like it could be, it's like an encompassing word that includes everybody, I feel like. That's Maybe a, that's why they like it. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't find it derogatory, but yeah. I yeah. could I mean, I don't understand. I'm not coming from someone who felt like it wasn't an appropriate word. Yeah. But yeah, I like that. I don't I don't mind that. Yeah. And then when they say plus, like they'll add the plus, what is the plus? we're just gonna include anybody who doesn't feel like they're mainstream, I guess. That's a good way to put that also. Uh-huh. Uh, and the plus could, um, like sometimes you'll see I, sometimes you'll see LGBTQIA plus. And so the plus is a way to kind of shorten it and not continue to add yeah. other, make it more right. more confusing. But the I is for intersex. And that um, it happens to a small population of people, but it is it happens. And it is how when a, a baby, an infant is born and the, the doctor can't identify they can't make a clear, um, they can't assert whether it's male or female, and they basically just pick one. And, as, I mean, it's quite unfortunate because then that, that child is brought up as that, as that gender, and that may or may not match how they feel. Mm-hmm. So intersex okay. is that. And then the A is for asexual. Okay. So not really... Um, attracted Not to really anything. attracted to any other okay. person, right? Yeah. And the plus just kind of encompasses that's really good i'm glad that you were able to explain that because i i was even like not sure so that's really helpful gosh and what kind of community outreach programs do you offer then in in more detail because i know you said you work with the youth and you do like the Mm -hmm. where they can come here and have you know meetings Mm -hmm. but what other types of community outreaches um, maybe we didn't touch on. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that too much. We do outreach uh, almost on a weekly basis. For example, um, one of our outreach partners, we, we actually table at the Mexican consulate, consulate every week, and that's for 
um, our immigration support services. So you, for folks who are in an in intersectionality of immigrant population and LGBTQ, um, we are really going to be that safe space for them to get support services. So that's one tabling outreach event we, we offer. Um, the Census 2020 is coming up. That's going to be a very big campaign. Um, our population is historically undercounted. Um, and so we're trying very hard to kick off a campaign where we let folks know we need to be counted if we're going to be getting, you know, it equates to federal dollars for federal, for programs. Mm -hmm. And so for programs and services, um, it's important that we all get counted. And that kind of an outreach happens countywide. So we will do tabling at events, uh, events at um, universities, health fairs, um, any kind of festival, weekend fairs, things like that. You may see, like, for example, OC, OC fair, the OC fair we had. Um, for the first time ever, we had out at the fair um, where we had a table with all of our resources and all the information about the center. Uh, Gay Days at Disneyland just happened last weekend. We show up there also with all of our fanfare and our tabling and um, to that's spread the fantastic. word about all the programs we offer. Wow. And to think that that's only just happening. But that is very good. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Is there any others? For outreach? Yeah. Well... Um, again, I guess the, the great ones that just kind of continually happen, we mm -hmm. have a really good partnership with um, Cal State Fullerton, mm -hmm. uh, UCI, mm -hmm. you'll see us there a lot, um, Angel Stadium, you might have seen us there recently, so for the first time ever, they had um, Gay Night, Rainbow Night, Pride Night, yes, fantastic. Pride Night at Angel Stadium, yeah. so so our collaborations are getting, I think, more mainstream, mm -hmm. which is so good to see. Mm -hmm. uh, and Seekerstrom Performing Arts Center is another partner of ours. Um, recently came on board to help with outreach and stuff. So, Very good. Yeah. Very good. Right. So when you mentioned the population, do you know a number in the population? Like what percent would go under this category? Not yeah, really. Not really. I mean, we, we kind of extrapolate, and it's roughly around 6% of the population. But I, I again, we're undercounted, mm -hmm. so it's very hard to get mm -hmm. an accurate count, um, yeah. right? And especially with our transgender folks. So it's hard to say precisely yeah. what the number is. Mm -hmm. Okay. What is the best way for someone to connect with your organization the first time? Mm -hmm. Well... Um, a lot of folks find us either on the web or they'll find us on you know, social media. Um, and then they will come to an event. We have different um, social events throughout the year, typically about three major, three or four major social events. So, you know, you can just kind of come and um, meet other people who may share some, some life, um, life experiences with you. Uh, you can also volunteer at the center. We, at any given time, we have roughly 100 to 150 active volunteers who do things like help us with our outreach, show up at outreach, they come, they help us do some gardening work, they'll help us paint um, our building at times. So there's a lot of different volunteer opportunities, even our front desk person. When you call the center, nine times out of 10, that phone is being answered by a volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, so there are a lot of opportunities to volunteer here. Um, I think that's a good way to get affiliated and then also through our, through our events. Our next event actually is happening just this Saturday. It's a Halloween party called Spooktacular. It's a um, costume event. We have a comedy event in February right around Valentine's Day somewhere there. 
And then we have a black tie gala uh, called Indigo Ball in the first weekend in May. Mm-hmm. And like 400 people come to that. So there are lots of, we do, in addition to our programming, which we talked about extensively, we offer these social um, events because not everyone in our community is utilizing our programs and services, but they still need to find their community and interact with people mm-hmm. that, um, you know, who are like them. Right. And we do that through our social events. Fantastic. And also, what would you say to someone who's shy and doesn't feel comfortable about coming here? How, what would you say to that person? I would, I would want to know in, in what, what are they looking for. If they're looking for resources, um, you can, it's completely anonymous. You can come here, you can call, you can email, you know, contact us through the web. All of that is completely anonymous. We don't ask your name or who you are or where you're from, and we'll give out all the information we have. Um, so if you're just looking for information, that's super easy. Um, and then if you're looking to get to know people, um, I would come to an event or maybe maybe let us know that you're coming by yourself, and we'll make sure that a staff person meets you, greets you um, at the event, which we do that. We have different meetup groups that come also. And it's kind of this sort of thing. When I know a meetup group is coming to an event, I'll make sure to meet them at the front, welcome them, let them know where things are, and then kind of integrate them into our into our group. That's helpful. Yeah. And then when you have these big events, are they generally here or are they in other locations? They are at various locations. So this weekend, where it's a house party, it's, it's actually our board chair's home. He's hosting it. Mm-hmm. So it's at his home. Uh, in February, the comedy event is at the Frida Cinema on 4th Street in Santa Ana. Uh, and then our Indigo Ball is at um, the Newport Hyatt. Very nice. Yeah, it will be for the next three years. So, yeah, so it's at various locations. Mm-hmm. That's helpful, too. What are some messages that you would like people to understand about the LGBT community? Mm-hmm. The LGBTQ community, I think, um, I think what I'd like the broader community to understand, and I think many people today really do get this already, but we're all so much more alike than we are different. And um, you, you know, I would be willing to bet that everyone in Orange County knows someone who's LGBTQ or someone who has an LGBTQ child. Um, or family member. Yeah, mm-hmm. or family member. So it's just really one degree separation. And I think if we all just you know, kind of take a deep breath and, and realize we have so much more about us than than our sexual identity or our our, um, our gender identity. There's so many more other facets about a person um, that are interesting and valuable and contributory. And I think if we could just look at those things instead of looking at what might make us different, I think um, it would be so much better for our entire community. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything else to touch on that we didn't discuss? I would. I think maybe I just wanted to highlight um, the most marginalized people in our population. So, you know, for people like me, I'm 50. Uh, I, you know, came out a long time ago. I haven't had a lot of adversity in my life and in my career, um, but it's different for our trans population. It's a lot different for our, especially our trans women of color have a very difficult time um so if they're you know if you know someone who fits that category maybe if you could just provide a little bit of support try to understand um that person's perspective and where they're coming from i think that's probably um something that that person could do to make a big difference yeah thank you Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that 
Um, I like to ask people, what do you feel humanity needs to work on to make our world a better place? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness. I think if we could all just forgive each other and give each other just a little room to learn and grow and be better at things, um, I think we'd be we'd be much better off. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Mm-hmm.